Welcome to Permission to Win, a podcast asking life's most fundamental questions, like what is permission? Who needs my permission? And why are we talking about permission anyway? In each episode, your co-hosts explore different ways to say it's okay, discussing all the different permissions we need in our lives to do or not do the things that we do. Now, in case you think you need it, here's your permission to join David and Kim. All right, welcome to another Permission to Win with my co-host. Wait, is that actually Kim White? It is actually Kim White. There is no imposter over here. Are you sure? (laughs) Because my perception of you and who you really are may be two different things. Nope, not today. (laughs) All right, then. Well, let's press on. Kim, I don't have a strong understanding of the concept of imposter syndrome. I guarantee I experience it suffer from it and have dealt with it and have seen it in others. But I would like it if you could define that for everybody here. I will tell you one of the things about imposter syndrome is this is every human. This is not something that any human is immune to. We can get better at this, but we we are not immune to it. And imposter syndrome to me is the opposite of confidence. Confidence is you know, being very clear about things, very clear who you are, clear for what you do, clear with your experience, just very clear. And imposter syndrome comes from being insecure in some way. I am insecure that I'm going to be speaking on a stage. You know, why would they listen to me? I am very clear that I want to put my message out into the world and impact others Oh, but wait, that little voice that starts talking to you about, "Mm, no, it's not you. Why would they listen to you? So I think it's a lot about insecurity and confidence. So what you're identifying is me wondering why in the world are our listeners listening to a word that I say, because I have no educational authority to bring any of these topics to the table. So am I doing imposter syndrome the right way here? Am I doing it? (laughs) I think you do imposter syndrome just fine. And I think that's what we need to work on. (laughs) Oh, Oh, so we're not trying, we're not learning how to imposter. (laughs) We're trying to stop it. Okay. I was confused. I was confused there for a second. Have you ever been wanting to do something and you talk yourself out of it? Like you talk yourself out of it because maybe you don't think you know enough or maybe you think you're not good enough or maybe you do use that excuse of, well, somebody else can do it better. All of that is imposter syndrome. I'm smart enough. I'm good enough. And doggone it, people like me. All true statements. <laughs> wait, wait, what, what was that last one? <laughs> From Stuart Smalley. That's oh. that was that was some of his intelligence from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> and I got it wrong. I'm sure I got it wrong. But no, those those affirmations that he would use in his little 
uh, sketch on Saturday Night Live that that sold the idea of yeah, it's it's not about not being enough. It's about I am enough right now to move forward. And I think again, this r- really personifies that's not the right word this really epitomizes what we mean by permission to win is doing it anyway and ignoring the fact that you may not have all the experience you're you're right kim i <clears throat> i've learned from people and then i sit back and i look at them and i'm like they aren't the big motivational speaker on the stage, but I've learned so much from them because they just went ahead and shared with me a brilliant life lesson, or I watched them screw up and then just own it. And I learned from their life lesson. Well, I think when you're talking about experience, a lot of people want to do, and I keep bringing this up and I'm sorry, the armchair quarterback it. I think armchair quarterback and lends itself to imposter syndrome. So if I don't have experience about something, if I am not being who I am. So here's a great example for you and I. If I pretended to be you, I can't get confidence in that because I'm not you. If I learn to do all the audiovisual magic that you do, I could say that I did those things, but I can never be someone else. I can never be that other person. And so anytime you're you're coming across these questions that are coming up inside of you that are bubbling up, you have to stop and think, am I trying to be something I'm not? Am I trying to be someone I'm not? Is that where it's coming from? Or do I need to look around and and say, you know what? David, you're amazing at that, but that doesn't make me less amazing at what I do. It doesn't make you less amazing. It just means there's room for both of us. No imposter necessary. And society is really good at identifying failures. It's weird. It's like watching a car accident we we want to point out how people have not achieved the level that they wanted to achieve and while individuals may not feel that way our society just loves that basically watch any reality television watch the news here is where this person who had all kinds of abilities and experience did this one thing that society has deemed wrong. Now there's things that, you know, shouldn't be done, but if you just have the wrong opinion or if you have the wrong thought process, then you are now wrong. And so society, we love to watch people flounder and fail. Just for clarity's sake, though, you and I don't love to watch them fail. That's that's the consensus of the masses, not you and I. I, I want to say that out loud because I don't want to see anyone fail. I don't enjoy seeing anyone fail, but it's funny to watch them go down the stairs. <laughs> okay, so let me clarify one more time. I don't want to see anyone <laughs> fail. 
<laughs> well, I, I think I think when we're open and honest about those, again, our next episode is about failure. But when we're open and honest about not being totally capable, but doing it anyway, I think that's when we grab imposter syndrome by the scruff of the neck and and say you're out of here but you do it every single time you walk out on stage you have to fight yourself and when i say walk out on the stage that's when you leave your house to go do a thing that's when you get on a zoom meeting to to pitch the presentation it's when you go into an environment and just share who you are and get to know people at at an event what that you aren't responsible for or anything, but you have to be confident in who you are. And as we said a few episodes ago, get all the butts out. <laughs> I do this, but I am successful at this, but our life is a stage, I think. Yes. Everything we do is a stage. I think that's a great point you're making. And I also think that we have to be okay to to be who we are when we're in a crowd of people who don't like who we are. I think being able mm. to walk into a room and not compare yourself to anyone else, that's a quote that I don't even know who said it, but that's a quote I have really concentrated on. If you think about it, when you walk into a room, maybe there's a party going on and the first thing you do is... Oh, her hair looks really good or look at the suit he has on or, you know, just any kind of comparison. It's not healthy for us to do that to ourselves or to that other person because we'll prejudge somebody based on our own imposter syndrome. We'll prejudge, you know, other people by looking at them and thinking, oh, they're snobby or they're not nice or they're whatever based on our own silliness inside of us. When if I go into a party or a room and no one is my flavor, they don't think I'm their flavor. That's okay. It's okay that everybody doesn't like me. It's okay that everybody doesn't understand me. It's okay. But you're to clarify that, I think what you're saying, you're you're not being intentionally against. You're right. and you're not trying to necessarily fit in as much as you're just trying to be what's the right way to say this? A responsible part of the event. You're a, you're you're not standing out in a brash, annoying way. You're just you and they accept you for you or they don't. I hope I'm not standing out like that. I'll just say that. <laughs> well, people come in with the intention of disrupting. Mm -hmm. And that is another, depending on what it is, what their goal is. If you're disrupting a political event in some way, that's, that's another thing. If you're just trying to be, I'll use the word flamboyant, and that's not necessarily what I mean, but if you're just trying to, get attention that you don't quote unquote deserve by behaving or looking a certain way again, just to get that attention, then there probably are some other issues besides imposter syndrome. There's some ego issues. There's some, you know, anger against, you know, you have opinions about the people that you're basically mocking in that moment. And so it's, 
it's a tough thing. I, I don't want to pigeonhole anybody by these comments, but it's just, it's, we all got to get along and there's times to, there's times to, uh, misbehave and there's times to not misbehave. So let's use our clubhouse rooms that we do every week as an example. And for There's, those that don't know, that's the social audio platform where people come into a room, you come up onto a stage and you share an environment and everybody has to be nice to everyone because you have open mics. And if you're in the background and somebody else is driving a car, like I'm always driving the car when I'm on and there's a lot of noise, you have to be cognizant of that and go Kim. <laughs> And I'm not talking so much about noises. I'm talking sure. about behavior. Behavior. We have some people who come into the rooms that we don't allow on the stage because they are truly disruptors. Their goal is to disrupt. Their goal is to, to add drama. Their goal is to do something that is not part of our goal. So on Clubhouse, if you don't like a room, you can go create your own room. You don't have to stay in that one room with us. And I think of that when I'm thinking of any kind of event I'm at. I want to get to know who's there because you never know what we have in common. Even if I'm not your flavor, I'm a great listener. So let's do that. Like, let's spend some time. If I am somewhere, I need to be. But just like on Clubhouse, if you disrupt we don't let you on the stage intentionally. I think we can do that in our own lives. If someone causes us to feel less than, or we are allowing ourselves to feel less than, I think it's okay to bounce those people out of, you know, out of our inner circle. We can love them from a distance. I have people I love from a distance that I would not do business with. I have people I love from a distance that, I truly want them to succeed, but I know I'm not their, their answer. I don't have the solution for them because I don't understand them. And I think that's a really important part for imposter syndrome is where you have it, not just, you know, who you have it around, but where are you feeling like an imposter? Well, it's insecurity at the most basic level and you can have insecurity in your success and you can have insecurity in your, I want to say lack of success, meaning you can come in as a snob. You can come in as I want to use the word underling. It's not the right term, but just for, for this example, and you can look down on the other group no matter what. And that insecurity is what that is. And I don't think coming across that way sells what you're trying to sell. It just, it's you trying to say you're better than somebody else. So I have a few things that I look for that tell me if someone is suffering from imposter syndrome. What are those, Kim? Let's, let's name them one by one. <laughs> one thing is if someone is trying to prove something to me, I know they're not secure in it. Mm. If someone is trying to convince me of something, they're not secure in the, in whatever that is. Because if they're trying to convince me, they're not convinced. They're trying to convince themselves. Yes. Yeah. So anytime someone comes in arrogant, 
or prideful or any of the full of themselves, I know immediately that someone who is insecure. We think whenever, you know, and I think as humans, we think if we put on this persona and we posture and we do these things, that that makes us look like we're not. But the truth is, that's the way you can tell if somebody is insecure or if they're actually confident is confidence does not smell the same as arrogance. Arrogance is that insecurity rolling out. Look at me. I I am this. Let me prove it to you. People who are confident don't have anything to prove that way. Well, I just at this point, I just want to throw out there. If you want to see a humble man, you look at me. <laughs> Again, permission to be silly. <laughs> I wasn't being silly. I'm very humble. I'm very <laughs> humble and I can prove it. You want me to prove it? I'll prove it. Okay. I'm just having fun. So what's your other recognize? I think anytime someone is trying to show off something, I think that's still about that proving, but let me show you what kind of car I drive because that proves I'm successful. Let me show you, you know, fancy clothes or let me talk in a language. This is my one that I probably is my biggest pet peeve. Let me talk in these big words so that you don't, you know, you don't misunderstand. I'm way smarter than you. When the truth is, when when someone is doing that and they're doing it in a way that makes you feel smaller, it's normally because that's how they feel. That actually is what they're they're trying to protect themselves from being not smart is why they use all the big smart words. And I know that that's not great grammar or great, you know, polished speaking, but that that is the truth. If someone is trying to prove something too hard with language, with exterior things, with, you know, sounding like they're the, the expert of everything, you can bet 100% they are insecure. Well, there are times when you must read your audience, but there are also times when language can speed up the communication. There are certain words that totally explain a concept in a single word, assuming that your audience understands that context. And you have to be ready to adapt for your audience. Now that's making assumptions, but you also have to know that most of the time you're not in a room with PhDs. You're in a room with folks who have at least a high school education, you know, those, those folks who have school of hard knocks. And so you've got to adjust your message, whatever that message may be, whether it's academic or experiential, you can't go into an elementary school, giving these deep life lessons to fifth graders. They're not, it just doesn't connect. So choosing the time to be informative and be confident. Yeah. Pick, pick the right time. 
I think simple though, when you're talking about simple language things versus very complex words, mm-hmm. if you're talking to your peers in something, you're talking to other AV experts like you, mm-hmm. you all can talk that language without it being showing off. But I do think that we, another assumption we make is that really smart people can't learn from simple words. And that's not true because simple can be, you know, understood from brilliant people all the way down. Mm -hmm. So when we're trying to show off by, I know this big eight cylinder word as my husband calls it. (laughs) I think that that's really important to pay attention for ourselves because really we're, we're not, we're not talking about judging other people. We're talking about having kindness and compassion toward other people, because if someone is coming in hot and they're talking all the stuff to prove something, be kind to them because that's what's going on behind the scenes for them. They may not want you to know that. They don't want you to know that they're feeling insecure. That's why they're doing what they're doing. But be kind to them because the truth is we are that sometimes too. Like we have those opportunities, our own selves. And I hope people are kind to me when I do that. So this perception of yourself, that goes back to clarity. That goes back to understanding who you are right now. And then giving yourself permission to be that person. And realizing that, and this is the culmination of a lot of this, is you're not everyone's flavor. And that's okay. I know that there are people I rub the wrong way because of who I am. I also know that I rub people the wrong way because I'm acting out of a lack of confidence. I'm acting out at times when I just go in for the joke to dispel what I consider my lack of knowledge. And I rub those people the wrong way. So it's not all about getting along with everybody on the planet. It's all about responsibly being who you are. I like the responsibly. I think that goes back to the episode about responsibly honest. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the truth part. When, when we're responsible, that means we're not inflicting ourselves onto other people. I think we can be us without being overbearing to someone else. I'm super extra. Like, let's just be really honest about that. I am very extra, but there are times when I need to not be so extra for the sake of those around me. And I think that's not playing small, not talking about, you know, toning it down in a way that's not authentically me, but I don't have to be loud and, you know, party ready (laughs) every time I have a conversation. I can have a conversation with someone who's, you know, that's serious. I can have other kind of conversations. We are multifaceted people, Mm -hmm. but I think you're right about the responsibility is making sure what, the timing is, making sure who we're talking to, making sure where we are. All of those things matter when we are when we are showing up and it lends to our confidence 
if we will become aware of those things. It gives us that ability to know when, you know, when to do certain things and eliminate that insecurity, eliminate that imposter syndrome, because you are enough. You don't have to know everything. I just feel like those are some of the things that are creating this imposter syndrome. Social media, you mentioned social media before, that that lends itself to creating an imposter syndrome. Well, I'm not laying on the beach in Bali in my in my bikini, nor will I be. <laughs> and so that doesn't make I, I me won't less. either. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad neither one of us decided to do that. But that doesn't lend to me being less than. It's just different. And I think when we can realize that we don't have to be the same. This isn't high school. Life isn't high school where everybody wanted to be the same cool kids at the cool table. If I wasn't the cool kid, this is this is really a true story. If I wasn't the cool kid as a grown up, I'll create my own cool kids table. Let's find our flavor. Let's let's do those things that draw people to us because of who we are, not because we're pretending to be somebody else, which again lends to the insecurity and the imposter syndrome. Who you are is who you are. You can improve on that at all times. You are never ultimately who you're going to be. And so I think that growth, that experience that you add to your life is key. Going back to education, that's the essence of education is just adding to and learning from and being aware. And when people can't see that, when they are stuck and they are happy to be what it is that they have always been, that's a stagnated situation. And I feel sorry for folks who just don't think it's necessary to continue to gain some level of education and some level of confidence in who they are. That was heavy. So what can we ask our thousands and thousands of listeners to provide to us what kind of feedback do we want to hear? I want to hear honest feedback, David. That's for sure. I would love to know. This, this is one of the things I would love to know because we all have this. We all are human and we all have imposter syndrome. I'd love to know experiences that you've had with feeling like an imposter and where that happened and how you got past it. Because I think our listeners have a lot of tips they can share with us that will, you know, help us grow as well. Now, we'll admit right now that I own the fact that I don't know everything about this subject. So I need you to educate me further about your experiences so I can learn from you so I don't have to screw up the way you did. <laughs> and let's be very clear about this. He is talking to me and you who is listening. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm talking to the listeners. I know how you screwed up. On the daily. <laughs> Thanks for spending time with David and Kim. Now it's your turn to explore permission in your world. If you have any thoughts, ideas, or questions about the show, please email info at yourpermissiontowin.com. 
And although they don't need permission to produce new episodes, they sure would appreciate it. Your permission, in the form of a five-star rating and review, will help keep the show going. Until next time, here's your permission to win. Mm-hmm.